I'm Michael, and welcome to Beyond the Screenplay, the podcast where each week we do a conversational deep dive analysis into a film. Today, we are kicking off our third What We're Watching series, which is our patron-exclusive podcast where we watch a limited series week by week. We're talking about the first two episodes of The Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. I'm joined by the Beyond the Screenplay team, Trisha Rand. Hello, everybody. Brian Bittner. Hello, hello. And Alex Cayeros. Hi. Okay, so Happy New Year, everyone. We're here, and so we're going to talk about Book of Boba Fett. So, Trisha, you were really excited about Mandalorian. We talked about that a little bit back in our our Star Wars, you know, what are the new episodes, new films thing. Um, but so since then, there's been Mandalorian season two, mm-hmm. and now we have Boba Fett, which is kind of like a, almost like a season three-ish. Yeah. It, it feels like it's a little bit of a continuation. So let's start with you. How are you feeling about these first two entries into the series? Ooh, lots of mixed feelings. Like (laughs) I did come in really excited and I think I still feel optimistic and like I'm enjoying watching it for the most part, but it's not what I expected. And I have a lot of like, why did we do it quite like this? I'm, I'm not sure about where it's going. Like that kind of uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's just, you know, the thing about the Mandalorian is that it's borrowing like genre, uh, conventions and language and like genre. I don't want to say the word tropes cause that has like a negative connotation to it, but it certainly is blending genres and influences in a way that I think is really interesting. And one of the things that, you know, in that episode about the new star Wars things that I pointed out that I really loved about the Mandalorian is that, it especially in its first season was really leaning into this like episodic structure of like here's like a you know mission of the week and we're gonna like go to this planet and help these people and like it's kind of be just like a little chapter and like in sort of an old school tv kind of way that i really enjoyed and so i guess i was expecting something more like that from the book of boba fett and so far it seems like that is not what's happening um there are lots of interesting structural choices. You know, there's basically two stories happening in two different time periods in Boba Fett's life. And we're intercutting, but in like a really long form way mm-hmm. where it seems like, you know, we'll be in one time period for 20 minutes and then like cut back slightly and then go back to the other time period. And so it just, it absolutely structurally is nothing like the Mandalorian. And it's also not speaking the same genre cinematic language that the Mandalorian is speaking. You know, Mandalorian is borrowing from like Westerns and samurai things. And like, it's really, uh, like I said, doing, you know, there was an episode of the Mandalorian that was like a heist missiony thing and then there were you know other bottle like contained kind of episodes there was you know that really western like heavy heavy western episode with timothy oliphant and stuff mm. and so it's just like <laughs> i was kind of expecting that from boba fett that's it's simply not interested in doing any of that um and i don't know if all that all that it is doing is working for me uh but i am very curious as to what's going to happen next Yeah. I mean, it it does feel to me like it still kind of has like one foot in the Western thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, Especially, I guess, like the more the second episode had a little bit of that. Yeah, with the train. Sort of a train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some other elements there. Um, But yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense. And I'm feeling that as well. Mm. Um, Brian, what about you? How are you feeling? 
Uh, yeah, also mixed, but but ultimately positive. Um, I, I've mentioned multiple times that Return of the Jedi was my Star Wars growing up. So just having a, a live action Star Wars show set in this world, in this area, on this part of this planet, it just it's great for me. Like the um, the teaser for Book of Boba Fett that happened at the end of season two of Mandalorian, where they come in and they and they take out Bib Fortuna and they sit on the throne. I was like, yes, I mm-hmm. just want that. Like, I'm so excited for this to exist. Because they've been talking about live action Star Wars since before uh, um, t- TV shows since before Lucasfilm was sold, and I, you know, I've mm-hmm. I've said this multiple times. I'm just like Star Wars, just let people go make things. Like I just watched um, Star Wars Visions, the anime show that's like nine different short films by different uh, Japanese animators, and like some of them were awesome, and some of my favorite Star Wars things ever, and some of them were absolutely not for me. And like I appreciate that there's something for everyone, um, but this these shows the mandalorian and this sort of feel like they are targeted a little bit more towards the um original trilogy audience with some clone wars characters kind of baked into it Mm -hmm. so i think ultimately like if the worst case scenario is i'm like entertained for 30 minutes by some by like live action star wars i'm i'm pretty happy um so i this felt like more of the same for mandalorian in different ways obviously but um, but yeah, it still has the Western feel. It still has the the samurai feel a little bit. They refer to him as the daimyo, you know, and there's right, like the yeah, rituals yeah. and um, and uh, but but yeah, I also have um, there are some things that I'm like, no, I don't really want that in my Star Wars, and that didn't quite work for me. Um, but uh, but yeah, well, we can get into all that. But but simple, simply put, I am I enjoy that these shows exist, and I have fun watching them, and they make me they make my little kid Star Wars, you know, heart uh, beat an extra beat an extra beat beat an extra thumping extra beat a little thumb, faster beat a little faster grows three times sizes that yeah. night yeah. <laughs> let's start over uh michael do the intro hi welcome to <laughs> uh cool yeah yeah okay great and so alex uh so you <laughs> so you would have watched a couple episodes of the mandalorian yeah and I think that's I got, all right? like three four episodes in um okay. maybe yeah. So, so yeah, you have wow. a, a different context for Boba Fett going into it. Yes. So, what do you make of this so far? Yeah, it's interesting, Brian. You you mentioned you know your heart still is a flutter for just seeing the set, you know, from Return of the Jedi or these like symbols, images, and and I once felt that too. You know, I, I, there 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 were different moments in time when the prequels were going to come out. You know, you know, nineteen ninety nine episode one, any image of Star Warsiness was the most exciting image of all time, you know, and then, and then again, with the JJ Abrams, you know, reboot Force Awakens, that was equally this moment of possibility and excitement and seeing just a shot of BB-8 rolling on the dirt was the most amazing thing ever. Hmm. And, and so I, I identify with that feeling, and I have felt it. And I think Disney, as Disney seems to do, to me, (laughs) has 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 just has just wrung it out of me and so now i almost am resentful when i am being shown images that are meant to elicit that because i i don't i don't know that you can do this over and over and over and over again and expect me to feel the same way that i felt in 1999 or uh with the force awakens teaser trailer i i i think stories need to have more than that um and to be fair, this show does have more than that. And I think episode two went to some interesting places that that got me 
actually interested and excited to see where the show goes next. But episode one was a rough viewing for me because that episode for me did not give me more than what I felt were, were just kind of like the Disney, like Disney platter of like nostalgia symbols. Mm. And um, it, I didn't feel like I was getting a compelling story with compelling characters. I was getting a series of scenes that are meant to look like cool Boba Fett things and cool Tatooine things uh, that don't necessarily add up to much. So, so yeah, I, I was, I was very, kind of almost resentful of the first episode because it did feel like it was just banking entirely on my heart being a flutter for Star Wars. Um, but episode two really actually surpassed my expectations because getting into like the culture of the sand people and humanizing them and making them actual characters and not just like weird, scary monster things and like a pretty well-executed train heist uh, sequence. Like that was actually a fun scene sequence to watch. I did not have fun watching the fight sequences in the first uh, (laughs) episode, but I actually was engaged during that whole train sequence. So that kind of, you know, I was ready to be, you know, the, the, the Marvel Scrooge, the Disney Scrooge over here, but, but that, And then they went into like, you know, he had like a shamanic acid trip with the (laughs) sand people like that. That that wasn't expected, you know, so it was a very Alex sequence. (laughs) I I, I started to respect the show more because it's like, well, at least this is you're 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 expanding the Star Wars universe here. You're you're introducing kind of new things into the culture and the world Mm -hmm. uh, and not just doing a retread of just images and generic types of scenes that make me think of the original trilogy. Um, so that's my big mess of thoughts right now. Uh, lots of strong feelings, uh, but I am intrigued enough to to want to know where it goes next. Cause I, I think it, it's an interesting choice to have the character of Boba Fett, you know, this faceless, almost voiceless character. Uh, the, the direction they're taking him is essentially this like dances with wolves, like, uh, being accepted into like this tribe story, which is not at all what I would have expected from this show, but it's, but it's an interesting story that I didn't expect. So yeah, we'll see where yeah. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, yeah, I, I feel like there's so many things to talk about and that's something that we will continue to talk about as we do each of these episodes. I didn't explain at the beginning, but yes. Yeah, so moving forward. So this episode is public to everyone. And then each week we're going to do a patron exclusive episode where we talk about the events of that episode and how our feelings are evolving as the show is continuing. And I think one of the things that will probably come up a lot is is the phrase that you use, Brian, of like, what do you want from your Star Wars? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's maybe going to be like the kind of backbone through line that's going to be in my head anyway, while also talking about the actual beat by beat stuff that's happening in these episodes. And it's interesting for me because the, I, I was also ready to be kind of humbug, uh, and went into the first episode, uh, being like, all right, fine. Boba Fett. I've never been a Boba Fett fan period. I know there were some Mm. people that are obsessed with Boba Fett. I was never impressed by him. Um, (laughs) but I will say showing how he got out of the Sarlacc pit did make (laughs) my heart flutter a little bit, like despite myself, like I saw it coming and I was like, get ready. We're going to be cynical about this. And then I was like, oh, but it's cool. He's getting out of the stormtrooper. So like it did kind of suck me in and like get me a little bit in into that zone. Um, and then it was interesting, 
uh, like you were mentioning, Trisha, there is this structural thing that's happening. That's an interesting choice. And I think it could be cool. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Godfather soon. And so the Godfather has been on my mind and it was reminding me a little bit of like Godfather part two, um, which I guess like we won't yeah. talk about too much more because spoilers Ooh. for Godfather part two, people <laughs> won't know somehow. Um, but it's just, it's really interesting doing the story of like Boba Fett. There's a present day story and a kind of flashback story that's explaining how he got to where we saw him in Mandalorian season two and Alex, I, I do feel like if you can get through to season two, there are a lot of really fun set pieces. Like the the train heist in episode mm. two was like, oh yeah, this feels like on par for like Mandalorian season two. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like okay. it does evolve. Because there was kind of the same sequence. There was a train <laughs> heist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I'm, I'm curious, yeah, to hear from you guys and Trish, you sort of started this of like the structure and what are we what are we more looking forward to, if anything? Do we want to know moving forward what's going to happen or are we interested in kind of what has happened to Boba Fett over the years and, and his recent past? Well, I think one thing that I've been thinking a lot about, especially in the first episode, because I was bumping all over the place on the structure of the first episode, or I just felt like I didn't know where I was. Like I couldn't really find my footing. And the first episode in the present day storyline really feels like it lacks a strong trajectory. Like I don't know what the dramatic question is mm -hmm. and Boba Fett doesn't seem to have a clear goal um, in the present day storyline. So it's like, Boba Fett wants to take over Jabba's empire. Um, but that doesn't look like anything to me. Like, I don't really know what that means. There's not really a ticking clock on it either, right? It's not like you have to do this by this date because you have a presentation to the higher, the ruler of tattoo. I don't know who the ruler of Tatooine <laughs> is, but like, you know, something like that. That's like, you have to... A, a, assume control and like quell all uprisings by this point or you have failed and Boba's and, and uh, Jabba's empire will fall to somebody else. Like, I just wish there was some kind of backbone to that present day story. Whereas I feel like the dramatic question in the past is also potentially like is fairly compelling. Although I think that the pacing of it is really interesting in that first episode, especially uh, it gets really compelling in the sep second episode, but in the first episode, it's like, will Boba Fett escape from the sand people? Mm -hmm. But I don't know where he's trying to go <laughs> mm. like, or, or what he's trying to do. Like, and we know the answer is yes. We know the answer right, is yes. Right. Yeah. So that's also part of it. So yeah, there's, there's a really interesting to me, pretty bumpy, like trajectory issue, especially in the first episode. And so like when assassins show up at the, you know, essentially the climax of the modern or the present day storyline to kill him and Fennec, I don't know who they are. Uh, I don't know who they're working for. I don't know why they would want to kill Boba Fett. What's he messing up? What plan is he thwarting that, is putting him into the line of fire of these assassins. Cause so far, I don't know what, but I don't know what Boba Fett's plan is. So I don't know how his plan is in conflict with anybody else's. They're just, there's just like a, a basic plot trajectory, logistical, like what is the show about in that present day storyline that I don't have a clear understanding of now as the episode. And I, I thought 
for sure when they captured that assassin alive, I thought for sure that the end of that episode was going to be the interrogation of that assassin and he was going to reveal who sent him and it was going to be like, oh my God, it's whoever, like (laughs) somebody that we've heard of maybe Mm -hmm. or somebody that, you know, really is like, oh, I'm I'm here to kill you because this person is going to get, I don't know, some magical object. And you're like, oh, they're after the magical object. It was going to introduce the trajectory of that present day storyline. I was so sure that's how it was going to end. It doesn't end that way. Um, And so like they leave the first episode really left that hanging. And it comes together a little more in the second episode where it's like, okay, I'm starting to get the sense of the players on the scene. I like, I can't even tell you the size of the grin on my face when the huts got carried in like <laughs> i was so happy and there was like an evil wookie there okay we'll get to that that was awesome evil wookie. oh so good i was like this New is what i want wookie. for my star wars shows um but none of that is until the second episode and the first episode the work of the first episode is to invest me enough in the show to keep me watching it and so in terms of like dramatic through line i don't know if the first episode really does it yeah i mean i might argue that the assassins weren't trying to kill him because rather than try to kill him, they jump down and like create a circle of pretty shields. Yeah. So maybe that wasn't even the plan. Um, right. Maybe that's the problem that you're running. We're into. going to aggressively protect ourselves from you. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Yeah, a couple things come to mind. Uh, one of which is I, I, we should spend a tiny bit of time just talking about Boba Fett as this totally. franchise character. You know, um, there's a, a 22 minute special on Disney Plus called um, uh, I'm not going to remember Under the Helmet or something like that. Just search for Boba Fett and it'll be like the second thing. Um, and it's super interesting to talk. Where first of all, they introduced this character in like 1978 in just a video where they were like showing off his costume, which was all white at the time. And then they were making the holiday special and George Lucas had very little to do with it, but he was like, why don't you put Boba Fett in in an animated thing? So that's Boba Fett's first like Mm -hmm. intro into Star Wars in the holiday special. And then they like did a parade with him. So he was this like celebrity character before he showed up in uh, Empire Strikes Back to have, you know, two lines in that movie and two lines in Return of the Jedi. Um, And so it's really interesting to see how he has... Um, become this fan favorite character just by being interesting and mysterious and looking cool and having cool gadgets. Basically just looking cool. Like, right. to be clear, that's <laughs> right. his whole thing. Um, but the funny thing is, um, in that, in 22 minutes, you have people like Ben Burt and some of the older people who worked on the original Star Wars saying he was popular because he was mysterious and George wasn't interested in giving him a backstory and all this kind of stuff. Then cut to George Lucas talking about giving him a backstory in, in the prequels. Two, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's like, he goes, Boba Fett was, Boba Fett was great. And I needed another one. So I made Django Fett. <laughs> like, it just sounds like, yeah, he's yeah. like I don't know, his father. Um, and then cut to, we're so excited to bring you this series all about Boba Fett and his, his history and everything. And, and look, that's not bad. I mean, they, they are taking a character and, giving us giving us more story that's a fan favorite character but the the show does lean a lot into you we assume you already love this character right so when you mm-hmm. have the like he's putting on his armor and he's putting on the left gauntlet um, and that kind of stuff it's like well that doesn't mean anything for the the star of this show yet uh mm-hmm. even if you watch if you watched season two of mandalorian at least you have a little bit of this sort of incarnation of boba fett um but yeah, I think that's the thing I'm struggling with is in present day, 
does he have he seems like a little proud of himself in the first episode he's like i I took over from bib fortuna and you guys are going to be okay and i just wanted to let you know that like hey i'm i'm i've got my swagger and i can't tell if that's supposed to be a dramatic flaw or if they're just like boba fett everyone loves boba fett so let's just make him be confident and cool um whereas in the flashback sequences it is a lot easier to say like well here is a person with nothing who, yeah. you know, like Iron Man in the first act of the first Iron Man movie, right? Like we established that he is this like kind of proud person, but then now he has everything stripped away and he has to kind of, you know, make everything from mm-hmm. scratch. Um, so even if, basically his character's not super well-defined yet, I think. And I think that'll be something yeah. that's interesting to follow over the over the next few episodes. Definitely. Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, it's strange to me, the Boba Fett phenomenon, because I think, what made him so cool was the mystery and the absence of dialogue or face. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a show that, is, you know, most of it actually has him without the helmet on, unlike Mandalorian. Um, and it's all about this actor that, that I don't think of when I think of Boba Fett, like, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess I'm supposed to be thinking of his face ever since episode two, but that's not like, if you're trying to bank on my childhood like love for like the action figure Boba Fett it has nothing to do with this man. Um, so I think it's just interesting that that it, we're making a show based on this obsession that people had with this like action figure essentially. Um, and the show really is about this like dude, <laughs> this kind of older dude, <laughs> like in the desert, which I'm down with. Like like I said, I think the thing that I find most interesting about the show is the. I'm, you know, living with the sand people story. But you know, the other thing that I that I agree with you, Trisha, about that first episode was it just felt so dull. Like, the, you know, when they were walking around town, kind of just like hidden up spots, you know, if the only dramatic question is, you know, this dude with the tube head uh, with like kind of a weirdly like American, like, cocky voice like oh, the twilight guy yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I like, like, I'm not, that guy. like i'm not used to those people maybe in the mandalorian they do this but like i'm not used to twilight's just talking like the guy next door yeah <laughs> so that was really your annoying neighbor yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um but but yeah in the first episode it was kind of like the inciting incident was yeah the mayor is not gonna like give you a gift and so we're gonna go around and kind of like make sure everybody's giving us gifts um, and, and it just, yeah. it's like the, that, that also isn't what I want to watch Boba Fett do. Like, you know, if, if I'm just trying to figure out what, what Disney is banking on here, because I'm fine with a totally original story about a dude living with the sand people. That's interesting to me. Um, and I'm in for like a cool Boba Fett story, but so far I, it hasn't really been a cool Boba Fett story. It's been kind of this like slow, just meandering story about a guy who's not getting a whole lot of respect yet, um, from, from the townspeople. Um, so yeah, so it's just, it's just been a very strange, I've been trying to just figure out like, what is, what is the Boba Fett thing and how is this show really taking advantage of it or, or not? Well, it's interesting because I think you're hitting on something that so far, it seems like they are doing work towards it, but you know, it hasn't quite, you know, materialized in these first couple of episodes. And I'll be curious to see how it, it, it continues to take shape, but it because Boba Fett, as you point out, Brian, is kind of a blank slate of a character, right? That's the thing about a bounty hunter is that they could come from anywhere and they could kind of be anybody. Like you could imagine that somebody in a variety of desperate situations with a certain 
set of skills might be drawn toward bounty hunting in, you know, especially the original trilogy universe where it's like, there's the empire, there's like these rebels, there's like lots of money to be made potentially if you are kind of a free agent that doesn't have a lot of like a strong ideological position. And so a wide variety of people could be bounty hunters. And I think that was one of the interesting things about bounty hunters as characters in the original trilogy is that they looked like anybody, right? Like they looked like all of these different people from walks, different walks of life ended up bounty hunting. Um, and so you have basically a blank slate of a character, right? Boba Fett could be anybody. And I think that the work of the show and like Mandalorian didn't meaningfully dive too deeply into like who Boba Fett is and what he wants. They did a bit, but mostly what Boba Fett wanted in the Mandalorian was just his armor back, which mm -hmm. again is nice and clear. That's a nice, clear goal for a character that's especially like a side character in somebody else's show. Like he wants his armor back. All right. That's meaningful to him for whatever reason. Great. Let's that can drive a plot. Um, it's a clear enough goal. It can drive a plot. But in this show, who is he? What does he want? Why does he want Boba's empire? Did he always see himself ruling an empire? Did he Jabba's really empire. hate the bounty hunting? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. Jabba's empire. Thank you. Did he really hate the bounty hunting lifestyle and he wants to settle down on Tatooine and <laughs> right. like does and like find himself a permanent home? Does he want to get a couple of pets, have a couple of kids? I, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not, right? Like, is there some injustice that's happening on Tatooine that he really wants to write? You know, he really hated Jabba and like he says he wants to rule with respect why does he care about the people of Tatooine so much I feel like you have to give us hints of what those reasons are to help make the character feel three-dimensional and help us care about things like those little visits right like if he's gonna go to the bar and chat to this woman about like the tribute and why he doesn't have a litter um, which everyone is so obsessed with in this show. Like, yeah. why are judges? Like, I think it's been mentioned eight times. <laughs> um, but it's like that that would mean something to us if we understood deeply and truly who Boba Fett is or what he wants for his own life, who he the man he wants to be. Um, and I would love to know the same thing about Fennec Shand. Yes. Deeply. Mm -hmm. yes. I truly want to know so much about her. Why is she here? What is she doing here? Like, what does she, she want? Why is she loyal to Boba? Like, well, she, yeah. oh, well, she saved his life, by the way. In the, uh, he saved her oh. life, by the way, in The Mandalorian. Yeah, we should um, have given you homework, Alex. Yeah, honestly, Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I sorry. I expect a new show to give me the necessary information <laughs> right. to understand yeah, no. the characters. That is not an unreasonable expectation. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in this world it actually is. Right. Now I don't know that that's a true statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like, again, there's a lot of character work that I'm missing here. And if you know, the best the best TV shows and the best movies do it all at once, they give us the character pieces while they're giving us like the tension within the scene itself. Right. So think about the introduction of Han Solo, where he is going to sit there and tell us his ideology. He's like, I don't care about anybody but myself, kid. But like, here's my ship. It's the fastest in the galaxy. And like. He, the the very minute we meet him, we know who he is. We know what he wants. Like he's telling us what he believes in and what he wants from life while we're wondering if he's going to get out of this altercation in this bar. Right. So it's doing all the same things at once. And I feel like so far Book of Boba Fett has not quite mastered that in this first couple of episodes.
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think like you're saying, there's there's like a theme slash big picture. What is what is this show about about Mm -hmm. question that has not been answered? And I think maybe in episode two, as we've been saying, we start to see kind of the breadcrumbs that might lead to that. Right. You know, like you're saying he the one thing that he says that is like a value statement is I want to rule with respect, which Right. Nothing that we already know about Boba Fett points us to like, oh, yes, that makes sense. But if we are learning that, oh, well, he's spent a lot of time here now and has gotten to know like the people and the natives of this world that have been oppressed by the people and the machines. like Maybe eventually by the end of the show, we'll know why (laughs) he wanted stuff at the beginning. Um, But I will say I'm curious. I, I am invested in the present day story just because it's dealing with you know the hut underworld kind of gangster thing which i think is a fun part of the star wars world very Mm -hmm. little has happened in that (laughs) and honestly it just makes me want to watch solo again because i know i might be the lone person in the world that loves solo and i love solo okay i rewatched it recently and i love it it's there's two of you (laughs) yep it's a good movie you guys um Anyway, but so I, I'm curious to see where it goes with that. But I think there is also this bigger thing that is a, a tonal thing that mm. I'm still struggling with, with Star Wars things. And I think someone maybe on Twitter I saw was commenting on uh, the need to make all the bad guys good guys. And then mm. like Boba Fett wasn't a good guy like he was an antagonist essentially he put han solo in carbonite right like so i can feel the well if he's gonna be the protagonist of this like star wars show that is maybe for kids and that's another big question or problem i think that star wars movies and content have now is like who is the audience right like is it millennial 35 year old michael who like Alex was saying, I don't think about this guy when I think of Boba Fett, but people younger than us probably do because they mostly know him from the prequels, right? So I feel like there's just a lot of what do we, who is the audience for this? And tonally, how do we position everybody as uh, fighting for the good side? And I also just don't know that Star Wars as a world has enough foundation structure to support that much in-depth world building mm. um but we can we can talk about that more in in future episodes and as we go along but it's interesting because like alex you were saying you were enjoying like learning about the tuscan raiders and humanizing them and like the two notes that i made for that episode was like i hate that we're spending time humanizing <laughs> tuscan raiders and learning more about them um anyway so yeah i think it's just it's a really interesting thing to continue to watch them navigate as they're reaching into these beloved properties, but also trying to create something new. And it's a difficult line to walk. And overall, I think they are doing it pretty successfully and people are are responding and enjoying it. Um, And so I'm really curious to see now that they've, you know, this is, they've only done three TV shows also, like for some reason in my head, maybe I'm conflating them a little bit with Marvel, but I was like, yeah, they've done a bunch of these at this point, but this is only the third entry and it's the first non Mandalorian entry. Mm -hmm. So what is this going to bring to light as far as the direction that they're heading? And, you know, maybe it'll give us some clues about the Obi-Wan series and the other stuff that's coming. 
that might play around with different genres and different tones and all that stuff. Well, just really quick, speaking of tone, one thing that was really striking me in these two episodes is that these episodes don't seem like they're in any way interested in being funny. Mm. Like, there's not a lot of levity to them. Like, there's a couple kind of visual gags. Fennec and like, makes a couple, like, one-liner mm. jokes. Yeah, there's, there's like, a like, little bit of sarcastic yeah. or just dry humor, you know, mm. a little bit here. Um, but not in, like, a Han Solo, like, kind of, you know, fumbling hero, uh, lovable fumbling hero kind of way. And even The Mandalorian is, like, funny in how weird it is. In some, t- you know, in some places, and obviously, you know, Grogu, Baby Yoda. That's, that's Baby Yoda, Alex. Uh, <laughs> sure. um, that character uh, <laughs> it creates, you know, moments of, of comedy, right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, John Favreau, as a writer, comedy is one of the things he does really beautifully um, and, and interweaves it into like action adventure stories. And I was expecting this to be a little bit funnier and i don't know why but it just it just feels like it isn't as funny um you know it like you're pointing out alex it feels like a lot of the stuff with the the tuscan raiders is like really serious you know we're like struggling to survive and then we're like learning about culture and um not so much with the humor and same thing with the the present day storyline i think i i don't know i i want to like complain for a minute that Fennec Shand is not more like different than um, Boba Fett. I feel like they're kind of similar people. And so like, I kind of want like a, a, like a screwball comedy or like a a buddy cop movie where they're like really different people. Right. And they're like kind of thrown together and have to work together. And um, I feel like that makes for really good action too, where they have different, you know, fighting styles and different approaches to doing things. And, but actually they're, they're quite similar. It seems and I feel like that would create more humor too if like Fennec Shand was like a little bit more outrageous and um, she's she's slightly different in personality <laughs> than Boba Fett, but she's not very different. You know, they're both I mean? very serious, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah. You also cast. I think they're trying to get the entire cast of the IT crowd to be droids in this universe because we have Richard Matt Iwane. Barry. I know, yeah. but Matt Barry has done nothing funny. Like no, in, I know he's just been there and yeah. said lines. I'm like, I recognize you as a funny person, but yeah, not in this case. Yeah, yeah, and there was a, that little bit of a gag of like. You found the rancor pit. Oh no, you're scared of the rancor. J.K. He died a long There's time ago. There's no rancor ago. here. Yeah. Here's yeah. a rat. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and, and the training the Tuscan Raiders to to drive the thing. Sure, you know, there, there's yeah. definitely right. been moments like that, but it hasn't been. I think it's been a fun show, but it hasn't been a sort of light light comedy fun show. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And and yeah, what is the tone of Star Wars? Is like a whole big open question. Yeah, huge question, and and obviously it it has to evolve. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's plenty to talk about both in terms of like Star Wars as a whole and also this show episode by episode. I think once we have episode three, then we'll kind of be able to see like what is the pattern that's evolving here and and what is the direction that it's it's pointing in. So uh, real quick, an interesting thing about Mandalorian season one was every episode felt disjointed to me for the first half of the season. And then it wasn't until episode, I don't know, six or something where suddenly it was like, oh, now these characters are coming back and now we're actually telling a cohesive story with it with a through line season two did that a little bit more and boba fett's already doing that but it'll be interesting to see 
how much of a slow burn they're doing with this series, how much stuff there's a reason we don't know X, Y, and Z is because they are saving things for later episodes. So I think it's just, it's just very interesting to see how they choose to structure these seasons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the fun things about doing these, what we're watching series is that we get to go episode by episode and look back and mm. analyze the structure and retrospect. And as we get more of the pieces of the puzzle, um, and make predictions, which is always fun when you don't know what's coming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sometimes accurate, sometimes very inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, mm-hmm. it varies. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you listener want to go on this journey and watch the show with us week by week and listen to our reactions, head over to our Patreon. Those episodes are definitely more loose, I will say, than Unfiltered. our Frank. Yes. <laughs> we we give our our actual thoughts on what's happening. Uh not to say that we don't give our actual thoughts right. here, but we we don't hold back good or bad and I feel like we do a good job of being constructive when things are working and when things aren't working. Um mm-hmm. and we have a lot more fun. I spend less time trying to articulate my thoughts properly, for example, on those episodes. Right. Yeah. And we can swear. I already don't do that. <laughs> oh, and we can swear. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. Um, yeah. So head over to Patreon. Sign up for the $5 tier to get access to all the What We're Watching episodes, including our past seasons on Loki and Apple TV Foundation. Remember that, everybody? Speaking of swearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for Speaking now. Speaking of frank thoughts. <laughs> yes. For now, we will end it here, but we will see you next week as we begin our three-part series on The Godfather, which I'm very excited about. So we will see you in the next episode, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.